Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Fantastic, man. I'm slowly getting my voice back. Yeah? Yeah, it's taking a dive and then coming back. But uh, yeah, it squeaks a bit now sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm I'm up, I'm moving, I'm not yeah. hacking a lung out anymore. Yeah. I uh, So last weekend, I bailed on the boys. They all went camping at McCray Lake, and wow, they had a fantastic weather weekend. Didn't they, though? Oh, it yeah. was like 20, 23 degrees, and it was incredible. I got stuff done around here. I was, out, I was outside in shorts and a Me t-shirt. Too. I had to. In I, November. <laughs> I, I had insulated pants on at first. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a time of year. Yeah. yeah, end of October, beginning of November has been really nice, but I think the temperature is going to start taking a nosedive soon. Yeah, so if you look at the weather, like my brother who lives on Vancouver Island, he got snow last night, night before last. Uh, Johnny Stinson, they've got a whole bunch of six or eight inches of snow where he is in the Alberta foothills. Uh, so the, the weather's creeping away, creeping across Canada. I expect we're going to have snow in about two weeks. Contemplating a snowblower. Yeah? Yeah. I bought one. I have a bigger driveway. Well, I got the four-car driveway. O- and I'm that, older you know, and I'm more heart attack prone. Oh, yes, that's right. Derek, <laughs> the old man, who's going to die any second now. <laughs> Mostly it's I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding out where your um, storage unit is, and I'm just going to start putting my name on sticky notes on things I want. <laughs> once you go. Well, <laughs> Siobhan would like that because she, we need to get rid of that storage unit. Oh, then I'm just I'm just going to give her the sticky notes and she yeah. can go in when you're at work one day. There you go. And start sticking my name on things. That's, that works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, bad news scenario. Uh, what you got? What do I have? So um, I wanted just a small brief thing I wanted to mention. So uh, so the Arctic Cowboys, uh, uh, West Hansen, Jeff Wust, they uh, so you know they, they had the issues with. Uh, with the uh, Northwest Passage expedition by kayak, yep. so they they ran. I, I think the the end result, what kind of knocked them out is they weren't able to get supplies between Cambridge Bay and Arctic Bay, and they were behind. They were behind weather. Weather. Be, they waves. had some weather delays, yeah. and they 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 figured it was going to take two months to get to Cambridge Bay, and they had no way with because uh, Rebecca. Uh, Feaster had to drop out early because of chronic seasick. So with two kayaks, they just couldn't carry enough food Mm -hmm. to get all the way to Cambridge Bay. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, end result is, is that they're going to do a reattempt in 2023. Yep. And he's, uh, he has, so just because they've, they learned a lot of lessons. So they've already procured, uh, new tandem kayaks. They, uh, they're planning ahead with, uh, a larger team to disperse weight, gear, food. And, uh, so they're looking at, they figure maybe a five man team, two tandem kayaks and a single kayak. And, uh, so they've put the call out for people. Yeah, and, they uh, they put the call out. They wanted, hey, are you interested in yeah. doing this? Mm-hmm. Send us your information, and we shall chat. Yeah, and so he's uh, he said that uh, they have quite a few very highly qualified people that have applied, and uh, so now it's uh, instead of going from oh, I hope we can get uh, one or two or three people to oh, <laughs> we have so many greatly qualified people that we have to kind of do an application process. So now I wonder if I'm going to make the cut. <laughs> 
<laughs> so one of the things is that you need to have uh, they're going to weigh heavily weigh people with uh, open water uh, experience, expedition experience, team experience. So there's a there's different weighted categories that they're looking at to see who can can make the cut, right? So well, it's not even just make the cut; it's be the fit. Yeah, fit the team, yeah, yeah, fit, which is make the cut, that, yeah. which is making the cut. Yeah. So they so they're they're uh, they're looking at that and uh, they're taking uh, applications until Friday of this week, and then they're gonna. Start uh, crunching some numbers. Did you get yours in? I did. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my uh, resume is not in that pile. <laughs> not even close. I don't have the qualifications. I don't think. Sure, you do. I don't have uh, open water kayak experience. I've kayaked around Vancouver Island, but uh, all internal passage waters, and and so yeah. But you'd make an awesome polar bear bait guy <laughs> yes so that was yeah it's like hmm <laughs> you're looking if there's a people, problem <laughs> throw <laughs> Derek at him bait <laughs> yeah just throw Derek and let's hightail it out of here Derek, go yell at that bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> we gotta go shush him away <laughs> yeah so where's Derek? Ah, who knows <laughs> so yeah that'll be cool to see uh, how that alters yeah out. it'll be really cool so it'll it's uh I think it's pretty impressive that uh, they're doing an open casting call for for team members, and uh, I think it's a great opportunity because it's for it's a Northwest Passage first time first through once single season crossing all open water. Mm-hmm. Some people have towed sleds and uh, skied and stuff like that. And what two years ago somebody tried to take some trucks across, they lost one. And anyways, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll wait to see what happens. Yeah. And hopefully we can, we'll chit chat with West uh, yes. a little closer to yeah. the date. Closer to the date, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main event this week. The main event. The main event. The Sunday, main Sunday. Event. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Monster trucks. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> the 25th Welsh Open Canoe Symposium was like last week. Yeah, did we know anybody that went to that? Um, Ray Goodwin. Huh? He's the one that organizes it and everything okay. over there. I've watched a bunch of his videos. Uh, he's like one of the big cheeses uh, in the UK with uh, coaching and Chief canoeing. And yep. He canoe poles and that sort of stuff. And, and he knows this one guy. Um, I think his name was Kevin. Kevin something or other. Yeah, Kevin Callan was over there. <laughs> he said, hey, Kevin, why don't you come on across the pond and uh, – yeah, and and chit chat at our peoples. So with us this evening is Kevin Callan. How you doing, Kevin? I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> when did you fly back in? I flew in like days ago, but I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> I you know what? I think my entire life I'm jet lagged. <laughs> that would explain a few things. I would actually, yeah. No, no when, when did I get back? I got back, uh, I don't I don't remember, it's all blur, but it was good. It was, it was good blur. It, it was, was a good blur. blur. Yeah. Uh, the Welsh Open Canoe Symposium. Uh, now, that always gets me the open canoe because they, when they say canoe over there, they could be talking about kayaks, canoes, yes. whatever. But they, they'll say the open canoe or the Canadian canoe. Yeah, open canoe, Canadian canoe. Yeah. So the Welsh Open Canoe Symposium has become the premier event for open canoeists across the UK, organized and run on a voluntary, not-for-profit basis. Uh, hosting of the event now rotates annually between Wales, England, and Scotland 
in a three-year cycle. Its aim has always been to bring together people of all levels of experience and ability in sharing of enthusiasm for the knowledge of all aspects of open canoeing. So there's there's three symposiums. Well, there's a symposium every year. This year, it's in Wales. Next year, it's, uh, it's the English Canoe Symposium somewhere in England. And then the following year will be the Scottish one. And then it comes back to Wales. So every three years, Wales gets, which is pretty cool way to do it. It is. I like that. Right? Yeah. It was held the 28th to the 30th of October this year. So yeah, like a couple weeks back. Uh, held at an outdoor education center on Bala Lake. Uh, I did see, Kevin, I saw your video on how he actually pronounces the real name, the Welsh name. And if I do that, I'll probably choke or gag or something. Uh, I, I, I was telling you before the show, my grandmother was born in Wales. She was from Wales. And uh, before she passed, she tried to teach me some Welsh and yeah, it didn't stick. <laughs> yeah, the, the Welsh is it's a really strong language a uh, really great language actually but the outdoor ed, ed center w- where we're at um, it's all Welsh speaking the, the signs are all Welsh um, and the road signs are Welsh I, I don't know if you've ever been to Wales but the, the one word is about like two miles long oh yes. um, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was really cool uh, but it was really cool to be with all those people you get, you get Welsh people you get Scottish you got English um, and you've got Dutch, you got German, uh, we had people from Italy, coaches from Italy. You also had, um, the Irish guys show up and, and their, their group is not picking up. Uh, I love the Irish. Oh my God. And it was great. Cause my name's Callan. Oh, you're, you're, just, you're lovely here. I, Callan, you're, you're fine. And so they don't have a large enough group to have their own, um, their own, uh, part of the symposium. So they just arrive. And get into trouble with all the others. So yeah. awesome. Good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, I asked the I asked the Scottish group. I said, "Well, what happens when you guys we were doing a thing on tarps?" I said, "Well, what do you guys do for tarps in Ireland?" Oh, we don't put a tarp up in the rains, Kevin. We just go to the pub. <laughs> but they're everywhere, aren't they? Tarps, yeah. yeah the we pubs. don't go under a tarp. Why would we do that? We just go to the pub, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, at the symposium, uh, they had canoe shops on site and demo boats. The workshops, the symposium is generally staffed by some of the most experienced and knowledgeable canoe coaches from across the UK. All of them give up their time for free to be involved in the weekend. Diversity of workshops and quality of coaching available means the symposium represents incredible value for attendees. You know, th- this is an amazing event. Okay, so there's not a lot of presentations. In the evening, there's a couple. Like, I was the keynote speaker Friday and Saturday night. There's a couple other speakers on Friday or Saturday night talking about trips they did. Right. But the majority of the time is all workshops. So they all scatter in the morning. You have breakfast of bacon, mash, and blood pudding, whatever, and tea. Uh, good Lord, I couldn't find a coffee anywhere. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not true, but they do like their tea. And then you would head out, uh, and you would do uh, whitewater rescue. You would do class two rapids. You would do um, sailing across uh, um, Ballot Lake. Uh, you would do polling, all workshops. So you're doing something physically all day. There was no really sit and listen. Uh, in the evening, yes, after dinner, we I hear someone speak, but 
I loved it. I, I this is my third time over, and I would go back in a heartbeat. Uh, I, I've only been to the Welsh one. I know the English one is probably a bit bigger. The Scottish one, I'm not sure. Uh, but there's around 200 people, and over 26 to 30 coaches. And when when I say wow. coach, that means they're instructors. They call them coaches there. But these are top notch. Like like to compare it to Canada and the United States, I would. They're far more talented than we are for technical abilities. So they can eddy in on a dime. They can rescue on a dime. They can sail across a lake with a canoe on a dime. They can do all these things on a dime. It's because they don't do a lot of tripping. Mm-hmm. So imagine, for for example, a presenter before me presented about a trip on the D River where they didn't see anybody for two hours. Oh, wow. <gasps> didn't see anybody for two hours. Two hours. And then I got off well, I, I did this trip, and I didn't see anybody for 28 days. Good God! <laughs> they can't fathom that at all. But also the entire, like, like the entire time, it, it just pisses rain the entire time, and then sunny for a bit, and then rains again. In fact, Welsh have 52 words for rain. Mm-hmm. That's how much it rains. It's like the Inu uh, having the snow. words for snow, right? And when it was raining really bad, I went to the one Welsh person. I go, what's this? Oh, this is pissio rain. I went, what's that? It's pissio. I went, what does that mean? <laughs> it's pissing rain, Kevin. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. But you're you're wearing uh, dry uh, dry suits the entire time. Like I arrive with just a rain jacket and my wool power, just like we would here. And they're like, yeah, you'll die. And uh, so they, <laughs> they 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 dress me all up in their outfits, and you need that, like it. Because uh, you, you you're either doing major white water and swimming in the white water, or paddling out in the ocean, or in this big lock or lake they call it in Welsh and Scotland they call it locks. Um, if you don't have that uh, proper outfit, well, you couldn't you couldn't paddle out there. Right. Did you do any of the uh, workshops? I, I didn't do the workshops this time because I was focused on filming and um, talking to all the people that did. I, I wanted. Well, I did go paddling, but I didn't go. Yeah. In, I, I've done this before. I've, I've done the workshops. I know this time I'm over. I want to dedicate my time to interview all the people as opposed to do. And and I, I did that. But then I, I spent three days afterwards, like I've done before, and did trips with Ray. Uh, Goodwin, I stayed at his place, um, and we did a whole bunch of trips after that. So I knew that was coming, so I thought, just don't get too excited and take the workshops in. But I, I got to say, as you guys would know, doing shows, because you go to the shows and work at the shows, I would love to not work at the show. Uh, I would like to go to that show, actually every show, like Canucopia and Toronto Show, whatever. I would like just like and take it in. And I, I for me, for a holiday would be to go to – whatever Welsh uh, was it Wales or Scotland or England and do the, the whole symposium and do the workshops because you learn so much. And the whole thing about their workshops is you always take a workshop of something you don't know anything about. It's sort of a, you're, you're kind of shunned to do a workshop of something you already know about. So if you're really efficient in, in whitewater rapids, um, you don't take that. You right. do something on Poland. And that's what you do. And uh, when I interviewed everybody, that's what the, that's what they were there for. They were do, to do something different that they didn't know anything about. And you, you know, can you imagine? It was just a, such a nice world to be uh, at a canoe symposium with all these very talented people, very nice people. Um, and you've got all these cultures. Like you've got 
from all across the UK, like again, Welsh and, and you got um, German, Italian, you've got um, uh, Dutch, you've got uh, uh, Scotland in Northern Scottish and, and Southern Scottish. I don't know if you've ever been to Scotland, but the Northern Scottish people, I can't even understand a word they're saying. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty good at, at, at listening to the Scottish accent. Uh, and then you got the Irish guys coming over and like, oh, Kevin. <laughs> This is, the one, one woman in the video, she goes, I, you know, how many times have you been here? It's been my third time. And, of course, that's three times. But my, I, I showed the video to my students today. They're like, third time? What, did she poop? No. She, <laughs> third is not third. It's three. <laughs> lovely people. I, I, they're lovely people. I, I just, I, I just, you know, um, yeah. Uh, we, we have friends last- that are Scottish. And the father who's like in his 90s, I think now. As long as I've known him, I just smile and nod. <laughs> Can't understand the damn yeah. thing. <laughs> but um, I watched your three videos there, and we'll, we'll talk about those, but uh, there was a lot. Like, the difference between us going to the Ontario Canoe Symposium is we all file into a building, we buy a couple of things from vendors and we sit and we listen. Yeah. And that's, that's it. And then you go for lunch, you come back and you sit and listen more. It's like a flea market with chats. Yeah. But there, what a difference. Like if there's 200 people there, there had to be close to 200 canoes, 200 dry suits. (laughs) Like (laughs) it was, it it looked Now did everybody bring their own canoe or were there rentals or? There were rentals, so it, it, it mixes uh, with very talented people that went with coaches to go beyond. The one guy I talked to, I said, what are you doing today? And he goes, well, I'm going up the River D, not down the River D. So, oh, you're doing upriver. He goes, upriver rescue. Why? He goes, well, I've never done, done that before. And he was so excited because he's done the River D 10,000 times over, right? Uh, very technical river, too. Um, and so uh, then there was a, a bunch of people that had never even been in a canoe before. So they were there. Really? to be coached huh. there was one group uh I, I i in fact the irish group uh they were out in um winona canoes streamlined canoes with bench shaft paddles so i was like what's going on well they don't know anything about a bench shaft paddle and it's this american thing of, of going fast in a streamlined canoe and off they went and the coach was uh, uh taking them out for that and i was like that's really cool Mm-hmm. And the sailing, oh my lord, they sail all the time there. And they, they don't get Canadians. They're like, well, why would you not sail on a canoe trip? I said, well, we might put the tarp up a bit if we're on a big lake and then sail across or put an umbrella up. But no, no, like, why would you not bring a sail, a proper sailing kit? And I went, I don't know. Wait. And uh, But then when I was talking to them about my trips, they are like, oh, so uh, you have bears because they have, you know, haggis <laughs> and the all the other mystical creatures they have and i i, I swear like ray's coming over next year um with his family and they they tease the heck out of me about haggis's right and then the whole haggis and the the rabbit from money python because yeah. that's the welsh the welsh rabbit. yeah yeah so they've got the the gigantic rabbit so i can't wait for them to come over and i'm going to get a bear costume on <laughs> and i'm going to come in and scare the living crap out of them you're going to get beaten wait. with a stick <laughs> yeah this is my culture now buddy <laughs> welcome to canada <laughs> but yeah it's it's 
so I was looking at some of the things, the workshops, as you say, they're, they're run by experienced coaches, river running, paddling and canoe techniques, sailing. And that's when improvised and specialist rigs. So they do teach the, uh, they'll show you how to, how to do it if you throw up a tarp instead of an actual going to one of the dealers and buying one of their actual sailing rigs. Uh, they'll teach you how to, um, for uh, tripping to, to plan, I guess, trips, canoe trips, some bushcraft skills, traditional skills, polling, lining, and tracking. That's what was something that we ever, I mean, we have to go out and learn that separately, right? Well, we do that. And, and we do have that in Canada. Like Palo Canada, Orca, and all those organizations do have those events where yeah. you can join those events. But it's usually the coaches that are going. Well, we don't even call them coaches in Canada. We call them canoe instructors. And because canoe also uh, in the UK, canoe itself is a kayak. So that's why it's called open canoe symposium because yeah. open canoe is a canoe, right? It, 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 it's fine by that. I was so confused the entire time I was there. But um, but the, the coaches um, are all um, very experienced in it. And they, they, whereas here, it's almost like I joked. I said, Canadians, they think the moment they come out of the womb, they can paddle a canoe. Where over there, they're very honored to have all these coaches teaching them all the levels. In fact, if you want a job in outdoor education and canoe instruction, go to the UK. It's everywhere. The tourism, it's everywhere you go. We're, we're, we're driving through the mountains in, in North uh, Bala, and every single town we, we drove through had coaches taking people out on trips everywhere we went. And, that, and this was actually in, you know, late October, early November, which it's cold, mm-hmm. but they don't really have a true winter. So they, they do it all year round. Yeah. It's a big thing. There really is a big, far bigger than Canada and far bigger than us for sure. Yeah. It's, it's seems like a total different type though. Whereas like you say, we're more geared towards the tripping aspect and their tripping is, you know, three or four hours where ours could be weeks at a time. Yeah, because they don't have it. I, I, it. The only place they have that would they would call wilderness is northern Scotland or Scotland because it's free for roam in Scotland. So you can go anywhere you want in Scotland, even on private land, uh, where in, in, all the other places, is, especially Wales, for example, they had to have, you know, ask the property um, owner permission to do that river that day or to make sure water levels were up that day because it was all dam controlled. Right. Right. So... It's not wilderness at all, but the places I went to after the after that, like I went to the canal, um, the aqueduct, yeah, which uh, again is not wilderness, but freaking awesome. That was amazing. Like, I, yeah. like, oh my god, like I, I was way up. Like I, like oh my god, this this aqueduct was built in 1805 and put together by oxblood, uh, horse manure, and tar. Uh, and that's and it's still held together to this day by that. And you're going over this aqueduct that is just as wide as just one canoe, like long boats or narrow boats go through it. But you can go through it on, on a canoe or a kayak. You can't do a stand-up board because you probably fall over and die. You tip over and fall. Uh, the, the lift beside you that that's I swear over a kilometer in down to the River D. Um, the it's a piece of metal to your waist. Right, so you're like looking over this. I don't know. In Canada, they would never allow anybody to paddle that. No. So uh, we went there and did that. That was kind of cool. Or they did the ocean. They paddle the ocean a lot. And always, again, the dry suits. If I paddle the ocean with what I wore here, I would have died. 
Uh, we, we <laughs> sure. I hate the dry suits. Oh my god! If, if you toot, especially, and you will, because you eat baked beans and bacon in the morning. Um, I put it on backwards. The, the zipper. I thought the zipper should be in the back because if you if you had a poop, then you just open the zipper. And they're like, no, Kevin. Like the zipper goes in the front. That's the pee like, zipper. Yeah, but I, and I got into the tidal flats, and it was like class three rapids with the tide pushing us. And I said, well, I need to poop now right now because I'm <laughs> terrified. So sorry, I'm going off on tangent, but <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Well, we'll 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 cover your two trips there after after we're done with the uh, yeah symposium. Ah, uh, you 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 just jumping all over the place on yes, our, yes. our guideline here. Stick to the agenda. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, stick with it, buddy. Uh, so as you say, this was your third time attending. Um, how did you originally find out about the symposium? Well, in 2013, uh, Ray Goodwin that organizes the Welsh one, um, he's been doing that for, well, 25 years. He invited me over. I knew him. Um, and he invited me over to speak and do some workshops. So I jumped to the chance. And foolish me, I was, re- I, fall is really busy for me because I, I, I make my money teaching part time at, at the college, right? So I went to speak. On the weekend, I flew back on Sunday, and I did a seven-day backpacking trip with my students the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know how I physically and mentally did that. Because I don't know if you've ever been jet-lagged, but I don't know how I did that. So the next time, in 2016, they invited me to speak again. I went, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to stay there for for a week. So I did the Spay River with uh, Paul Kirtley, uh, Ray, and also Justine from Calco TV. So... I, I spent the week there, and we did the, the River Spay at, 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 in Scotland after that. It was an amazing trip. I'll never forget that. It was the best trip ever in the world to do. So then they asked me back in 2019 to, to speak again, but then COVID happened, so that didn't work. And then so then that, that was all said and done. They said, well, Kevin, we're going to have it, have it now. Can you come back? I went, great. And I'll do the same thing. I'll go and then speak, and then we'll do another trip. But don't go to the airlines right now. Like, don't fly anywhere. Yeah. It's an absolute nightmare. But, um, my plane ticket was changed. I was supposed to go there on the Wednesday. They changed it to the Thursday night. I was speaking on Friday night. I didn't really get to the event until two hours before I spoke. And I didn't sleep on the plane because of things that happened on the plane on the way there that I could go in great detail if you wanted. But let's just say it was a friggin' nightmare. And then I, I had a fly back on the Wednesday because that's the only flight I could get unless I waited another 10 days. I was like, what? And so it wasn't the same, but I still had an adventure before I came back. And it was still well worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we heard about your flight over. I didn't hear about it. Did you not hear about his flight? I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a rather colorful flight. <laughs> Oh man, I, I gotta say, I wrote a blog about it, and I guess I guess the editor of the Explore magazine thought that I was being too colorful about it <laughs> and too truthful, and they edited the crap out of it. Oh, but I got off that plane, and um, Ray's uh, wife picked me up in the van, and I said, "So sorry, but I have an odor to me because what happened in the plane." She goes, "Yeah, you, you smell like piss and vomit." <laughs> wow, she nailed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the thing was, it wasn't any of yours. So it wasn't your position. No, no. It was somebody else's. I, I felt bad for the kid beside me, um, some teenager. He, it was a really rough ride, you know, like a bush plane, but for eight hours. 
Oh, wow. Um, and uh, he threw up in the barf bag, and he filled it all up. So I went to give him mine, and then during the exchange, he oh. got a bit of vomit on my shoulder. Oh. Uh, I felt bad for the guy. Uh, but someone had peed all over the toilet um, in you know, the outhouse up, up in the sky. And so <laughs> when I went to use that, I kind of smelled the urine when I came back out. And then the guy in front of me had some type of issue. I don't know. Um, I think he was on some type of narcotic. And so he kept on moving and gesturing and yelling. And so I didn't sleep at all for the entire time. And that's the kicker. If you don't sleep during that night flight to the UK, you're done for like two or three (laughs) days, right? And I had to present. So I got there, smelled like, you know, piss and vomit. And I had to go out on the stage and, hello, I'm from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) They're a rather smelly bunch over there. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty bad when you say to someone, I really do think I smell like, like, and vomit, and someone says, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, well, but you, you had a, you fun. had a much better trip back, though. I did. I watched um, Elton John's uh, Rocket Man twice. Twice. I read <laughs> two books. Um, what, what about the Mountain River? I, I forget what the book was, I, but it was a book I haven't read for a while and did that, and uh, it, it was in pretty much an empty flight uh so there's nobody sitting beside me that was great and which is really good because i really didn't have a proper shower for the 10 days i was there <laughs> ah that's all right as long as you weren't <laughs> sitting next to me <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things on, on an airplane on the way back do you take your hiking boots off oh because that's not ethical right so i didn't <laughs> not ethical. if i did <laughs> I I wanted to. I will loosen my shoes, like untie them, but I won't actually take them off. No, yeah, to take them off, you're you're basically not doing proper etiquette. So you basically you're saying don't take your shoes off, don't take your socks house. off, and hang them on the sh- the chair in front of you. <laughs> hang it from the vent, oh. air vent. From hang it from the air vent. Yeah, I'm just going to air these babies out. Oh, man. <laughs> Person no. next to you is hammering that stewardess button. Oh, oh. Man. I, on, on the way there, too, I also had, uh, there was a, a toddler that was screaming. And every parent in the airplane can, it, it can relate to this. You're not going to get upset about that because you're a parent. You've, you've had that issue in your life. You don't complain. But you also know that the toddler is screaming because they're a little brat, not because there's something wrong, right? Right. Especially when the mother says, calm down, and she the, the toddler throws the soother at someone. The soother hit me twice. <laughs> the third time it hit the, the Scottish guy b- 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 beside me, and his wife, she was good as gold, but she had more tattoos than he did. She got the soother and threw it back at the kid. And that's a, that's the thing with what's going on in this world. It's like, now we're in this coffin called an airplane in, in, uh, over the, the, the ocean. You can't go anywhere. So when soothers are being thrown, barf is being tossed on your shoulder, like, you can't go anywhere. Oh, the old <laughs> mixture of bodily fluids on oh. the airplane. <laughs> So after you vomited on, did the stewardesses move you a new seat, or did you stay in that seat? 
I clean it off. Actually, the woman beside me, uh, the Scottish woman, she she gave me some napkins. We cleaned it all up. We're all good. Oh. Actually, on the way back to uh, the steward, she just spilled a little bit of tea on my shoulder, like by accident, and I got free whiskey all the way home. <laughs> Ooh, can't yeah. beat that deal. That was good. Good. I didn't complain. I just said. I I, I even said. No, no worries. And she goes, you must be Canadian. You're being very polite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the weather. Did you actually get any sun? Uh, For five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I I noticed on your your, one of your trips there, it started out windy and mostly sunny. Well, there's constantly some sort of water droplets on the camera lens. Yeah. It was (laughs) like rain galore. Nonstop. It it rained... Probably the majority of the time I was there. Uh, yeah. Uh, just got dressed for normal. it. Well, that's what they do. I've I, I got to say, they're very hardy people. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they're very strong character. They love their culture. No matter whether, whether it's English, Welsh, whatever, they just love their, their culture, love their land, love going out in the woods. Um and it's when it was pouring down rain, like I'm talking pour down rain, nobody complained. They were like, yeah, whatever. This is what we do, Kevin. You just dress for it. Mm-hmm. And they do. They dress in full, like what I called, sorry to say, but it, it, I look like a condom. But like, like I was completely dressed in this completely dry, uh, dry suit, which means that you're dry the yeah. entire day. You can never wear a Gore-Tex jacket and, and well, whatever I would wear on a, on a canoe trip here. Which I brought. Like I, I thought, well, I'll just bring all my that, that stuff. No way. They Ray even looked at me. He goes, "Well, no, Kevin, we'll we'll suit you up because if you don't wear this, you'll die." Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know what? That's until you're you're there. You know, you, you don't, when in Rome. You, yeah, you don't know. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you say, when in Rome, dress as the Romans do, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other thing that, and I know I'm not the only one because there's a couple of comments on your video about it is the styles of canoes. They're all the heavier ABS canoes, not the lightweight trippers that we're all, because you know we got a portage just for for two kilometers. Yeah, what was really cool about that is uh, so they're either doing the ocean, which is no portaging, they're doing white water, which they're running everything, or if they're portaging, which they would do in Scotland, they don't lift them over their shoulder; they drag across the the heather. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, they, they just drag it across. Um, that's they don't portage like uh, we do like yes to get it on and off the boat whatever but uh or off the the, the car totally different uh yeah I, I i the abs um canoes they use would make sense i i i did see some like they, there was some novacraft there with tough stuff i saw some of those but the majority were all abs the big one uh there was uh uh, Silver Birch Canoe and Venture. Those are the two big companies there. And they're made in the UK. Right. And they're, they're all like these heavy-duty plastic boats that just pull over everything. They, they they don't really care about lifting up. So you didn't see any swift canoes there? I saw, I, actually, the woman that I was paddling with the one day in the canal, um, Lizzie, she had a... Uh, what's the guy's name? He designed for swift for, for a time. And I noticed that design. It wasn't a swift boat, but uh, something walked out. Steve Yost or? Yost. I can't believe I forgot the guy's name. He's a really famous uh, canoe designer. But she had one of his boats. And she didn't know it was a, a swift design. But, yeah, it was it was that. 
Isquith. I can't pronounce that properly, but they were they were there. Novacraft was there too. Uh, in fact, actually, I, I, a lot of the the older traditional paddlers, that's all they had is Novacraft. Novacraft Prospector. Right. Prospectors are huge there right. because what they do, big water, rapids, yeah. It's a total utilitarian boat. You can use it for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, like we were saying there, with all the, the 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 coaches and that, the symposium is geared towards everything from newbies up to experts. And yeah, there was real a lot of newbies there. They they just showed up and said, "I want to try this," and everybody was right on them, saying, "Yeah, we'll do this." And and the and the 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 workshops were uh, rated as that. Like you, you weren't going to go and do class three uh, um, whitewater as a newbie. Uh, and they, they're really serious about what they do over there. They, they interview the people before they, they go out and take them to make sure. Even bushcraft. I love the bushcraft stuff because not so much in Canada, but in the U.S. you got bushcraft mixed in with preppers, right? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the world's coming to an end. And bushcraft in the, in the U.K. is not at all like that. It's all to do with just bushcraft. Like, how to get a, a fire going, how to put a tarp up, um, how to make your own um, uh, fire starter. It's nothing to do with prepping and all that silly stuff. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but, but well, yeah, I can. I can. It's not silly stuff. It's actually really good bushcraft. I, I went to their workshop and, and got involved in that, and I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. It was nice to see when your video, the, you know, I, I've, I've, seen the videos on, and the instructions on how to make char cloth and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I've never actually seen somebody strike into char cloth, it, yeah. Using it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it not easy? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's cool that they're offering these these sort of things. And that'd be that'd be a neat um style of symposium to have here. I don't I don't know if we could pull it off here though. Yeah. I, I mean, when you're looking at, you'd be looking at like four or five hundred people. Yeah, but they do it in Alberta. I, I, I when I went, went out and did their winter symposium in Alberta, it was all workshops. There was a presentation at night, so it, it happens in Canada. It just doesn't happen around here. Well, I'm yeah, so I'm I'm saying around the Toronto area. Yeah, that'd be nice to have something like that here. Well, why would we not be able to do that? I don't know. Why don't we? Uh, Derek, Derek, that's your that's your job. Derek, you want to get on that, buddy? Let's organize it. Here, get your pen and paper out. We're going to give you some notes. (laughs) So we'll have to do it like at New Lake or something, some accessible area. People can camp. We can we can do like a a, yeah. We can do a a canoe symposium in the park at Derek's house in Bowmanville. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Symposium by the nuke plant. Yeah, bring your own canoe. (laughs) (laughs) So you think uh, Ray Goodwin's got more canoes than you? Oh God! (laughs) Oh yeah. Like and if you saw the film, there was more in the background, but he also. He actually is a coach for a living. Like yeah. he, he actually teaches canoeing for a living. Always has. Um, so he guides trips and stuff. So that makes sense why he has all those canoes. But yeah, if you want to live the lifestyle of 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 him, it's he lives in a very small. Um, what would you even call it? House. There's chickens running past you while you're having your breakfast. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, like I, 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 
when every morning I went out um, to say hello to the morning, and there was a peacock waiting for me to feed him. Uh, you got eggs from the chickens to have for breakfast, and there's canoes all around you. There's camp gear everywhere, uh, and yeah, that's because he he does that for a living, and so does his wife, right? So yeah, yeah. you, you want to so, be him. So, <laughs> uh you were the keynote speaker uh you, so you spoke friday night and saturday night what were your two topics yeah so the friday night was uh on how to be a happy camper which was really funny guys in scotland when you say you're, you're a happy camper that means you're gay okay. which i'm fine with i'm fine with I'm actually totally fine with, but I just didn't know that. So to go in front of an audience and say, I'm going to show you videos and tell you a story of how to be a happy camper. <laughs> and you see a bunch of Scottish people laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> the moment you got on stage, you're like, well, this is interesting. I think he's uh, at the wrong yeah. conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I broke the ice. To be quite honest, I broke the ice because like, they, they thought, well, who's this Canadian? This is This is going to be good. So I talked about uh, well, I talked about my my latest book about you know how nature soothes the soul, how it calms anxiety, and I talked about the senses of, of nature, the, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, um, uh, what inspires you to go out, and a whole bunch of silly stuff. And it was just ha ha, this is really funny. And uh, Lizzie, she's a canoe coach. So I actually paddled with uh, after the, after it uh, at the symposium. She presented before me about a trip that she did in Northern Scotland. And that was kind of cool. And then uh, Saturday night was actually about the meanest link, which is really cool for you guys, because they had no clue what this is all about. And afterwards, they're like, this is insane. Why would you ever do that? Because the idea, I, I opened up saying, yeah, 102 portages, 6, 8 kilometers of portaging. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> and three weeks in the bush, what? And they just found it hilarious. They just thought it was the most stupidest, silliest <laughs> thing to do in the world, right? And uh, it was kind of nice to be in a different world telling that story because I've told that story 10,000 times over here, right? So it was nice to do that. Well, I know uh, one of your so videos, uh, there was a guy that says that that just strikes a chord with him and he'd love to go do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they call that there? They call it level two. I learned so much there. So they call level two adventure is when you don't want to be there, but when you get home, it was a yeah. cool trip. There's type yeah. one fun, type two fun, and type three fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's pretty cool to get that whole new um, look at it to people. And like I say, I mean, up here we're going, ah, oh, it's pretty cool. And over there they're going, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with these people? <laughs> at the end of the day. It was well worth it, well worth going again for a third time. Uh, and, and by your videos, watching your video there, it seems the majority of people were just totally having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. There, with all shows, there's a lot, there's usually some anxiety, some conflict, whatever. If you notice in the videos, people walking by me when I'm filming, because I filmed all the time and filmed a lot of people. And you can hear them always go walking by me. Hey, Kev, how you doing? How's your day? How you doing? You know, and it was all to do with this really nice people to be around. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they very, um, whether they're knowledgeable or they want to be knowledgeable, it, it was sort of, there was no, there might be that I didn't see 
uh, right? I'm only there for the weekend, whatever. But there was no sort of um, characterizing, no splitting of the of the abilities. There was they, and it wasn't a social media love fest, right? Actually, um, these people knew each other for many years, and if they didn't know you, you'll know them by the end, right? So that, that's a good atmosphere to be in. Yeah, yeah. And also, they weren't just old people. Uh, that, that, I, I know that sounds negative, but the positive is there was a whole bunch of nationalities. I love that part, right? Uh, and they're all getting along, too. Because really, you think about it, like we're in we're in Wales, and the majority of people there were English, right? right. I mean, in theory, the Welsh will not allow the English to be there. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. but they're because they're canoeists. Ah, oh, he'd be he he he'd be good. He'd be good. Yeah, he'd be good. <laughs> and um, it, it's just it was good. But also there was uh, a a lot a lot of uh, uh, well actually. A lot more women there. A lot, uh, a lot of women coaches. Actually, bushcraft. The majority of bushcraft coaches were women. I don't really look at that stuff. To be quite honest, I just think it's good to have a whole mix. I don't want to say well, it's great to have women there. Well, it is great to have women there. But, but the thing is that they didn't put women in there because they needed more women. Right. It's because these are extremely talented. Like Lizzie, that that paddled with me on the the, the two uh, trips afterwards. Holy crap, she could paddle. I, um, and she was really funny, too, because we're, we're going up this major tide because um, the tide had turned on the ocean. And it, it's like going up a class two, three rapid, but ferrying up it. And she goes, Kevin, just paddle. Stop filming. Paddle. <laughs> For the once in your life, just paddle. And- For once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> But she she danced that canoe up up there, and it, 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 I don't know if you have ever done an upstream ferry yeah. to go up rapid. It's not easy. You, if you miss the, the the angle just a little bit, you're going back down, right? So uh, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool to be with all of them, actually. Uh, even the one guy, he was from Egypt, and he gave me a, a bottle of scotch. And he goes, I like what you do, Kevin. Here's a bottle of scotch. And I said, Well, I, I did carry on. I can't take this back with me. So I just started pouring it to the audience. Uh, pouring the, and everybody's like, Woo! And I, lo- I looked at the organizer and go, Is this legal? No, but who cares? Just keep doing it. <laughs> Just keep You're going. Canadian, so, you know. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't know better, Oscar. <laughs> so you definitely go again. Oh, definitely, yeah. And yeah. you would, you would totally recommend it to anybody that's over there. I would, if you had some time, go to the symposium and then spend a week afterwards going on some type of trip. Uh, whether it was Scotland, Wales, or England, or even flying over to Ireland, yeah. or all of them, because you know what they do. It, well, well, they do in Ireland too. Like I'd go to Ireland because if it rains, you, you don't put a tarp up. You go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what was it? Uh, um, I went to the hockey game and a fight and a wrestling match broke out or something. like Whatever that is, <laughs> I, I went to a fight and, the, and a hockey game broke That's out. That's it. Or yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I went canoeing and a. A pub crawl broke out. See? See, yep. we can do it across Ireland. It's yep, not as yep, far yep. As, as Canada. <laughs> it's a shorter pub crawl. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, everything with the symposium went well for you. And that uh, it's, it, it really sounds like a, a good event to, is put on. Take me next time, Kevin. Take yeah. me. Take me. Yeah, next time you can take Derek and I. We'll be your 
We'll be your chauffeurs and no, bodyguards. No, if I do that, I won't get invited back. <laughs> but we would. Because yes. we'll hang out with the Irish people drinking all night. <laughs> Leave Kevin at home next time. <laughs> We're hilarious. There, there's only like five or six of them because they have a very small Irish group. So you think about it. They have a Welsh one, they have a English one, and they have Scottish ones. Why not Irish? Well, it's because the group over in Ireland, it's not as big of a group to have that that over there so they come over to all of them and just cause a ruckus right and uh oh just s- some great people like like just <laughs> salt of the earth you know yeah, salt of the earth <laughs> well glad you had a good time there kevin now after the symposium you went on two little trips Okay, bear with me here. If I mispronounce this, it is not my fault. It is the way I was told to pronounce it. Pontcursolfte Aqueduct. I, I can't say if you're right or not. I, I, Just I, say I'm right, I, Kevin. I Just even, say I'm right. You're, well, I don't know if you are right, actually, because uh, even the people around me that lived in Welsh or Wales all their life couldn't, so the one woman had to phone her mother-in-law to actually pronounce it proper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the pronunciation I got, so that's what I'm going with, and I'm not going to try it again, but that's what it was. <laughs> so it's this aqueduct, like you say, it took 10 years to build. It was opened for business in 1805, 307 meters or 1,008 feet long, 3.7 meters, 12 feet wide, 1.6 meters or 5 feet, 3 inches deep. So I could actually stand in that, and the, the water would be like to my chin or nose or something yeah uh cast iron trough is 38 meters or 126 feet high on top of 18 arches of 16 meters or 53 feet wide each that's big i i went on yeah no you gotta go there you gotta go there like it it's it was a world heritage site yeah um but you you gotta experience it i'm so glad I, i i didn't have one of those um uh, drones uh, drones I didn't have a drone so I couldn't do the drone footage so I used uh, Ray's from his video and you gotta check it out it, it just does it justice when you sh- see, see it through the uh, drone but you're literally like if you think about the barrier between you and like, over, like almost a kilometer drop into the D River in the valley it's a piece of metal that's up to your waist yeah like, that's it there's no railing right that would never happen in Canada there there would be so many rules regulations there'd be people saying you can't do that yeah it would never it'd be shut down before it was even built (laughs) no 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 No. and it was really funny is you go across and you have to wait Uh, only one vessel can go across there's narrow boats that used a lot those really long boats yeah which are really cool people live in them it's like a like a movable cottage well that's what i was going to ask you is is where they because you so you see them in your videos the big long boats are they businesses or are they actually people's houses some of them are homes yeah that's what i thought most of them most of them are like homes or cottages, yeah. uh, basically like a an RV like a houseboat. That's not on the yeah, 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 and they're all over the canal. And in the old days, those narrow boats were used to to take you know equipment and storage stuff across. But now it's just a, a tourist thing, whatever. You can rent a boat to take you across too, and there's lots of those. So people would take you across. It was also Halloween 
Eve when we did it. So I didn't show up. There's a lot. There's a B-roll I, I should show, but there was witches and stuff. Oh, okay. uh, and and I thought if I showed that in the video, people were like, "What the? They all dressed in witches and whales?" Or oh, it's, so, it's it's a big thing this time of year everywhere. There is the one we were talking about. There was what four hundred? Yeah, four hundred witches on paddle boards down in the really state. yeah in San Francisco yeah. or something. Or yeah. Something like that. Oh yeah, it's a big thing See, at Halloween. They do the 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 witches on paddle boards and and, and uh, witches on the water. It just proves that, that I knew canoeists that go to stand up boarding boarding they're they're, they're the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. <laughs> True story. Proves it right there. Uh, no, no. So you go, but you have to wait until it's your time to go across because there's no room for two vehicle or two vessels. Um, because you think of the width of it, it's like like a canoe width and a half. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's no room for error, right? And you're paddling along, and literally, you look over to your left hand side going across, and it's a sheer drop to death, right? <laughs> it's almost like paddling around the CN Tower. Well, not as high as the CN Tower, but the the, the visual imagery yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, then we get across, and of course, uh, Ray his he's a big historian. He tells me all about Talbot and how he. It, created this whole thing and how this and that happened. It was fantastic. And his daughter goes, well, yeah, two blokes made it, and it just keeps breaking down since 805. <laughs> 1805, I went, wait a minute. We just went across. You're telling me this now that it, it keeps breaking down? And then uh, Lizzie goes, yeah, they're holding it together like they did in the old days because they created all this other glue-type material to keep the plates in place that never worked. So they went back to the old days of ox blood, horse blood, Cow, or no, horse manure and tar, and that's how it holds together. Yeah. Hey, that's messed up. If it up. ain't broke, well, in yeah. this case, it is broke, so fix it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the longest aqueduct in Great Britain and the highest canal aqueduct in the world. Uh, designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in two thousand nine. There is the footpath that runs beside the water, so you can walk across. Yeah. You cannot paddle a stand-up paddleboard across. You have to tow it as you walk the path. Because I'm thinking, somebody's going to be at the side paddling. And They're going to look over, lose their balance. And it's not like you're sitting in a canoe. No. You're going over. If you're standing on the stand-up paddleboard. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's the winds, especially whales. It's so windy. Yeah. We were lucky. It wasn't windy the day we were, uh, we were there, but they, they'll close it down because of the winds. Right. Because, like, if there was high winds uh, on there, like I, I wouldn't go across. Uh, it's terrifying, ah, but <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's kind of terrifying going across, but also it's like, wow, this is cool. It's amazing. It's a bucket list for sure. It's like a car wreck. You got to stop and sort of do it and watch it. Yeah. Right? I can't turn my eyes away from this. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah. So, you were out with Ray Goodwin, his daughter Maya, and Lizzie Harrington. Um, The canal boats, we saw those. And, uh, yeah, it is a very, very unique place to paddle. Uh, How was the rest of the the canal to paddle? Oh, it's great. Uh, in fact, you're going through very old towns. Like, the whole entire country is full of history. Canada is not that old compared <laughs> to anywhere in the UK, right? So we went through one place, and Ray goes, well, that's where the Roman Romans got to um, and set up shop. I went, what? Uh, what year was that? Well, and, and uh, Or uh, castles or 
everything's old. Uh, I, I don't know if I would ever drive there. I'm thankful Ray drove me everywhere. The roads, especially in, in Wales, are so th- tiny. Yeah. And there's big, huge trucks and everything else going past us that literally had millimeters between us and the other vehicle. Like, like uh, <laughs> I was looking at some of the roads on those videos, and I'm just like, you've got to know how to drive there. Oh, It's yeah, one lane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and different wildlife too, because because at Ray's place there was pheasants everywhere, and then I heard this noise at night. Wee, 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 wee. And so what is that? He goes, What's the pheasants calling? I went, Well, that's kinda cool. I don't know that. Yeah. It's so nice to go somewhere where you don't have a clue. Or when we went to light a fire and I don't know the wood. Like I well, it's all wet anyway, no matter where you go, but but <laughs> but yeah, it's kinda cool not to know any of that. Um yeah, it's it. I think you you grow in spirit and and everything else by going to somewhere different where you don't know anything. Stepping out of your comfort zone and learning new things. <laughs> yeah, going into and living in a dry suit for seven days. Yeah. See, that's new, and that's the thing. Now you did the Manai Strait. This is the one with the title, the the, the tides. Yeah. I figured if anybody's been in dry suits before, it would be you. No, I well, I was kind of in one when I did the Spay River when I was in Scotland, but it was a half a dry suit. It wasn't a full one. No, um, I don't do trips that I need a dry suit in. Like, but there, if you did the Manai Strait without a dry, well, you would die. Like, mm-hmm. you you couldn't do the Manai Strait. You're in the Irish Ocean. You're on, uh, and it was a warm day. In fact, it wasn't cold when I was there. It was raining a lot, but it wasn't cold. But the Manai Strait that. I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, I could say it terrified me. Uh, I, I I wouldn't do that again. Um, you got the the head coach of the UK, Ray 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 Goodwin, right? Yeah. And you got Lizzie that that's uh, one of his proteges, whatever. And and so they they like terrifying the Canadian, right? <laughs> they 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 get a jolly out of that. Like, well, let's watch Kevin being, <laughs> yeah, right. So let's go over this huge canal that, and I, that didn't terrify. I thought it was great. And they're like, "Well, let's step it up a notch." So at night, they're around the table, and the pheasants and the the, the chickens are running around everywhere, and they got the, the the tidal maps out. I was like, "Tidal maps? What's this?" Well, we have to figure out the tide because the, the nice Strait. It's actually where the Irish Sea is in North Wales. Um, I forget the island, but it's squished between this one island, and it's got the most powerful tides in the world right i was like oh we're going there yeah this this is gonna be good kevin and (laughs) and you can see these people this is gonna be good kevin and they get off on this like they get go excited about wanting to die and i was like i don't want to die i just want a nice vacation (laughs) i want to get home right then you should have stayed home so uh which is really funny because i redid my will before i left too but that's (laughs) anyway so they have to meet the tides perfectly on. And I didn't understand this at all until I got there. We got we were there late because, uh, well, his daughter is a pre-teenager, so she was getting up late because I, I can relate to that because, uh, you know, I, I've had a pre-teen daughter. So we were late, and he's getting really agitated. We, we got to go. We got to go right now. I went, yeah, okay, we're just going paddling. Um, we get there, and sure enough, it, it's the ocean. And I put my hand in and taste it. Yeah, it's salt water. Great. And I see that um, the, the tide's going out and then i went oh this is cool 
Because what we're doing, we're, we're start, first of all, we're starting at a castle. It was one of the oldest castles. They actually built it to keep the Welsh in, intact when England kind of invaded Wales. So it's this huge castle. And I thought, hey, we can pass pal- a castle. That's really cool. Is that uh, and- Carnarfon Castle? I'm glad you researched it. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> I remembered the video. <laughs> okay, okay. It was a nice castle. But we didn't have time. The, the, the thing is, all of a sudden it came to the point where we didn't have time. And I didn't film a lot. If you look, watch the video, I, I, there's so much stuff I couldn't film. Because basically said, we don't have time to do anything except paddle, Kevin, because we, we're going to miss the tide. I go, what does that mean? So what was going on was, so where we were starting, the tide was... was uh, hmm, yeah, it was going in the strait. So we had the prevailing winds on our back, and we had the tide pushing us. And it was like going down a river of a class two, three rapid the entire time, right? So for, what, 16 miles or over 20 kilometers, right? That's 25 kilometers, 16 miles long. The, okay. I'm so glad you did the research. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going down, and it was a beautiful, sunny morning, to be quite honest. In fact, I didn't want that that uh, the condom outfit on me, on me because it was just really way too tight. And they're like, no, no, you need to put this on. And the weather changed dramatically, and the big storm came in, like wicked storm. But Lizzie was a, like a good coach. Uh, she, she is. She's very calm, cool, collective. And she just said, just notice the cloud behind us, Kevin, and the wind's going to drop and then change. That's an observation. <laughs> and what that means in Welsh is if you don't stop filming and paddle, we're going to die. <laughs> so so I stopped paddling and I stopped I started paddling and we missed the tidal change, which is very not good, right? So what happens, we're getting near the two bridges where we're supposed to uh, start. We we're supposed to end at three. It was after four. In fact, it was a lot later than that. It was getting dark. And you can actually see it physically changed all of a sudden the canoe just stopped and then kind of rotated and then lizzie goes this is an observation kevin but we've missed the tide so what that means the tide's coming back at you not with you and that means the class two three rapid is coming towards you now and we're like oh god so we had to continue can you imagine going up a rapid like that and the only way to do that is to go into the V and then ferry, do an up, upstream ferry into the next rapid and then the next rapid. And we continued on, but that I'm okay with that. But it was the boils, the boil of water around us. And I, I didn't know until I got home, my cousin from Scotland, she goes, you were in the most dangerous tidal area in all of the world, Kevin, what the hell were you doing there? And when you, you, you were with the head coach of the UK and he says, not good, Kevin. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we ended up. We we, we couldn't get to the, the last the last flush. We couldn't get up and where our car was. So we got to an alleyway, and actually Lizzie got her stove out and made us hot chocolate and coffee in a back alley. And I tried to get the the dry suit off, and that was comical enough. Like I just pull that thing off, and and just it. Pissed rain, pissio rain the entire time we were there. So, yeah, that's it's good fun. But you know what? It looked like great scenery, though. Oh, yeah, like like jaw dropping scenery. Yeah, yeah, and history too. History. Like there's so much history there. Incredible. Over, we're made in the 1800s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Like there's the history goes back so far. Like we we don't really appreciate it. Like you know, like uh, Canada formed in 1867 and so on. And and you know, we we have uh, you know uh, the uh, you know, the uh, indigenous people were here before us. But you know, really, there's uh, if, as far as modern times goes, like we're really young. And and one of the things that I always remark on is like you know the song London Bridge is falling. Well, when London Bridge fell down and they wrote that song, London Bridge was already like 800 years old. And uh, and that was in like uh, twelve hundred uh, around twelve hundred or so. Like London Bridge was the first London Bridge was built was like forty three A D. So there was a bridge in that spot for like over two thousand years. And it's really hard to appreciate the age of the area that you're in when when you're in Wales and England and so on. It's it's just mind blowing. Yeah, you can't the, the the history of all the the whole battles and kings and queens whatever what was really neat though is that they were jealous of me i i they were really jealous of what we have in canada um like big time the 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 concept of going on a canoe trip for 28 days i was talking about um up in the far north and not really seeing anybody they couldn't ever fathom that yeah at all yeah and so even though i was mesmerized of their experience their talent their their technique uh, their culture, their history, their friendship. Um, they were extremely jealous of me going home and going on a real canoe trip. Right. Wild, that's, that's not the first yeah. time I've heard that either. Yeah, because we have wild, pristine places that are mostly untouched. You can't find where yeah. we, need, over there. we need to keep that. Yes. We really need to keep that because I, I think you learn so much by traveling uh, and, and going to other cultures, right? And then you realize what you have. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing of let, let's develop Canada, let's do this, let's do this. No, Canada is p- perceived around the world as this wilderness place. And if you change that and make it not so, wh- who are we? Yeah. Uh, two things that I took from your, your video. Uh, one, the Augie for lunch. It's like a, yeah, yes. <laughs> the Panzerati, but flaky pie crust with, was it lamb, leeks, potatoes, that sort of stuff inside, right? But it's like a flaky pie crust around it. Um, and I like that she, uh, Lizzie's holding it by the, the curved side. She like goes, she's eating you some eat watermelon. all the inside and then you can just throw the rest out for the fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. like she's eating a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, Ray was talking about the buoy system. Yeah, they they got the big boys there. Oh, the red and They're, green are reversed. Yeah, when when you come to North America and Japan, yeah, it is reversed from everybody else. We're red right returning. Yeah, and they were yeah the green was marking the edge of the channel. Yeah, right. So it's got to be on your left, uh, your right. So they were out when they were paddling with the green on the right. They were outside the channel, mm-hmm. but here it's and in Japan it's the other way around. Yeah, here it's uh, when you're the, the the line that I always remember is red right returning. So if you're going back into harbor, you're going back into a channel, you're returning. Then the red buoys on your right and mm-hmm. the green are on your left. When you're exiting the channel or going away from the port, then the green will be on your right and the red will be on your left. Whereas over in England and so on, it's it's reversed. So it's green right returning type thing. Yeah, I never I never realized. Yeah, that. and I guess it's like the same thing with cars and everything. I don't I don't know how everybody confused the the right drive, left drive, all that stuff, but uh I guess somebody wanted to be different. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, it, you know the funniest part of that whole thing um, is that there was a time where okay, there, there's Ray at the kitchen table trying to figure out the title times. Then, uh, then we went, went to the one river, uh, not the River D, the river nearby, but it, it was water controlled, so therefore it was dry at a particular time. So we had to change that. We and then I also noticed that that even though they're all metric like kilometers and stuff, which we're fine with, but they're not when it comes down to road signs. It's all in miles. They 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 do miles. Oh, not kilometers. I didn't know that. Uh, well, in Wales, anyway, maybe not everywhere else. But and then the, the one joke in the video where I just looked at the camera and I said, "You know what we do in Canada?" I just phoned up my buddy. Hey, you want to go canoe tomorrow? Okay, sounds good. I'll pick you up. <laughs> there's a- there was so much work involved to figure things out before we went anywhere because it was all, you know, everything like towel flats and everything and then you know annie and i would just go to the corthas and go out for the day and we'll, we'll call that a, a day yeah yeah you didn't have to do all that excessive planning title but, planning yeah but that title planning book ray has in in your video yes where he can say okay you know what this is what it's going to be at four thirty. that's when we need to be here four thirty, so we can go backwards back and hour. okay we need to be on the water by ten thirty in order to get to that bridge on time Right, that's that's a pretty cool uh, planning book to have. Yeah, and and that, that's what I really found great about all of them. They're very experienced with all that, mm-hmm. uh, because again, in Canada we have Palo Canada, Orca, and stuff like that, and they're they're all experienced coaches. But when I would go to a conference with them, they would be teaching the other coaches to be better coaches. There wasn't a normal person, well, what going to take that course right in a workshop. Um, maybe they are. I haven't been to one of those for a while. I might, might be wrong, but that's not the norm in Canada. Uh, in the UK, it's, it's normed to have those events. Yeah, uh, I like I like that. Yeah, you know, I I I, I mean, like you say, you, you don't sign up for something you can do, but to be able to go out and I mean, right now, if you want to learn want to learn whitewater canoeing or canoe then, polling or yeah, you've got to sign up with like. Uh, Madawaska Canoe Center or something yeah. for a long weekend and pay a few hundred bucks to yeah learn yeah. it yeah. or or something like the the the, the Welsh Symposium oh yeah I'm, you know what I've never done that I want to give it a whirl and you got top notch coaches there to you can give it a whirl for the day and find out whether it's your your, See if it's your, your thing. thing or not yeah. right yeah well what was interesting about that too um, was. I, I didn't spend a lot of time paddling us up there because I wanted to get all the footage. And that, that was the thing I, I said to myself, Kevin, yes, you're in this new country, whatever. And yes, you would want, want to paddle Bala Lake and everything else. But no, your job um, is to get footage of all these people. And I did. But the one, in fact, it was the last day, uh, I jumped in the, in the canoe to get another shot. And someone on the shore goes, you're from Canada, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? You're doing the Canadian stroke, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what do you mean? And they all gathered around me. Like, all these people gathered around me. It was almost like I was giving a workshop on doing the Canadian stroke. And they're like, how do you do that? And I went, what are you guys been doing workshops all freaking weekend? Like, what do you mean? Like, I- I'm just paddling here trying to get a shot here. No, no, show us, show us, show us. Dan Spunky. <laughs> 
We want to know how to get out of this. So are you talking so like J-stroke? Like what's a, can, what's a Canadian stroke? I know how to do the J-stroke. You just run your gun all longer because if you're on a long trip, you don't want to keep taking the blade out of the water too long. Um, so it, you just rub your, your shaft along the gun longer. That's all. Mm-hmm. Why would you do, do that? And I went, well, because if you're on a 20-day trip, you, you don't want to do the J-stroke all day. You, you want to do extended J, which is what they call the Canadian stroke. Huh. I thought that was really cool. That, oh. that 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 they 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 you know saw that they actually saw that and then I you know all of a sudden defined it of the Canadian stroke why is it called the Canadian stroke it's because we go on longer trips than you guys do yeah yeah yeah, yeah take that <laughs> yeah I was and then I apologize <laughs> way to go eh <laughs> yeah awesome well like I say you, you know what you um it definitely had a good time at this symposium by the looks of it. Everybody had a good time there. And to get in the extra two two paddle days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. The aqueduct and, and the straight. Yeah. We're there next year. Yeah. We're, yeah. Where is it next if, year? If England I didn't or? Have, to be quite honest, if I didn't have a, a, a job to come back to and bills to pay and a daughter to say hello to, I'd still be there. There's right lots, of, lots right to see. Yeah. Hmm. Totally new uh, places to paddle. Uh, glad you had a good time, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing the videos. It's uh, it was really neat to uh, to be able to uh, live vicariously through you as you uh, went to the uh, symposium, and so it was nice to, the, to watch the series of three videos that you uh, put up on your page. So I really appreciated that. Thank you very much. And anybody can go to the Happy Camper YouTube page and see all the uh, the three videos that he's got up there right now. Are you going to put up more? Uh no, I no I've done well. I've got some B roll. I'm going to do on Instagram. Okay, uh, of staying at staying at Ray's place because that was unique with the chickens yeah. and the peacocks and the pheasants <laughs> and the, yeah. the the rare bits. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I swear that peacock was waiting for me every morning. Like <laughs> I, I, uh, I well I it, if you didn't feed you know if you didn't finish your breakfast it would go to it, it wouldn't go to waste like. Uh, at his place, it would go to somewhere. So my leftover eggs from the chickens would go to the peacock, and the peacock would be waiting for me in the morning. So, did you get any video yeah. of it was, the? It, it's like going everywhere. Like, like he's making fun of me because I'm in love with these peacocks and pheasants, whatever. And uh, he goes, "It's no big deal, Kevin. They're everywhere." I went, "Yeah, but I don't know that." And I remember my <laughs> cousins from Scotland. They came over to visit me, and I took them on a canoe trip, and they saw. A chipmunk, and they were like mesmerized with the chipmunk. What the heck is that? It's a chipmunk. What the? And then a beaver slapped his tail in front of us, like what the? So it's <laughs> all different perspectives, right? Yeah. Well, you you see different things wherever you go, right? So, did you get any video of that creature they call the haggis? Oh, the haggis! I I was quite proud of myself. I did a video on Friday night of every single time they made fun of me about a haggis on all the videos i've done in scotland and i combined it into a two and a half minute uh presentation <laughs> and yeah they they laughed have you ever heard of the snipe how to catch a snipe uh no oh oh <laughs> let me tell you about that one another day <laughs> we we used to get that one as a kid oh yeah you take a can and you go to the bushes with a stick and you hit the end of the can, open can, 
and you know, snipe, 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 bang in the can, and the little bird, a snipe, will run into your can. You catch them, and then you get these kids out there banging cans. <laughs> Get and the parents are sitting and drinking around the fire because the kids are now. Oh, yeah. well, that, <laughs> I, that was like my dad years ago. Um, he he said, uh, if you water the grass, then the crab grass will grow and the crabs will come after. <laughs> so I'd be watering the grass to to. To, to, to midnight, waiting for crabs, and there was no crabs. Yeah. <laughs> but you oh no, you had you had to pick the all the dewworms off first, and then the crabs show up. <laughs> yeah, then they would show up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we're glad you were able to join us tonight, Kevin, and uh, tell us about uh, whales. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. I think yeah. we go with them next time. Absolutely. Speaking of going with. We all got emails this week about the Quiet Adventure Symposium. Oh, yes. It's happening in, oh, I forget what the date was. She sent me. March. It, March 4th, I think. It, it's the weekend before Canucopia. I, I hope. I think it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually before that. Yeah. Yeah. The week yeah. before, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to head on down. You, and you're going to catch a ride with us again? Yes, I'm going to bring my own John Denver uh, um, tapes. <laughs> right on. I'll have to get a tape player for the truck. <laughs> or just hook up Spotify. <laughs> well, did I, I, I think I put a five five John Denver song minimum on, on uh, the email I sent you there. I meant oh, maximum. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be John Denver coming out the wazoo as yeah, we cross yeah. that border, <laughs> screaming, woo <laughs> Awesome. Well, it, Kevin, it is, it is it is different, guys. I tell you, because um, we're going to do those shows live now, and that we haven't done that for for quite a while. Yeah. This was well, the Toronto show. I, that was my first time on stage uh, this um, past spring, but going to uh, the uh, Open Water Symposium that was my first time traveling again for over two and a half years. It's very weird. It's very weird to go to the airport. Very weird to be in an airplane again because I think back, like, like you think back all the shows I do in the spring and over 26, 27 shows I do in in uh, two months time, and a lot of them are in the states, and I haven't done that for a while, and it was overwhelming. It really mm-hmm. was, and I think everybody in the airplane was also overwhelmed. I think uh, I think COVID's really done a, a thing on our our our, our heads. So hopefully by the spring when we do those shows, um, it's great. But I think I'll be better driving with you than it would be flying. <laughs> and you know what the bonus is? Turkeys. <laughs> Turkeys. Derek won't barf on you. There you go. Nor will I. No promises. We have well, a... Well, yeah, I'm going to say no promises. You never know. <laughs> a, a no barf policy in my vehicle. <laughs> we can open the windows. <laughs> <laughs> and all the peeing happens on the side of the road. Yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks for uh, for joining yes, us this appreciate week. appreciate it. Uh, anything else to add before we go? No, that's it. Uh, the only thing I got is uh, at the end of the month, um, I'm in Chelsea, Quebec, uh, speaking. Uh, uh, Becky uh, Mason and her partner Reed has asked me to speak at the Bill Mason uh, Foundation. Cool. And uh, check that out on my social media. Uh, I'll, I'll put up um, details for it. Uh, it's, it's coming up soon. So I'm doing that. It's kind of a cool event. And do a bunch of other things. And my... 
another Ben in the River is still a bestseller. Like, yeah, who, who knew? Gotta like it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good on you. Derek, anything else? I've got nothing. Really? Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you joining us. But this has only been an hour and 20 minutes. We still have like another three hours to go. (laughs) It's Kevin Callen. We can't do these just one hour and 20 minute gigs. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks Uh, a lot, guys. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and you can stream or download all our episodes there. And if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with family, friends, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank our very special guest, Kevin Callen, for being here this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>